Wipe Your Lens podcast aims to inspire and empower working moms, helping them find fulfillment and purpose and confidence through their photography side hustle. Whether you're just starting out or seeking guidance to take your existing photography business to the next level, this podcast will be your trusted companion, providing guidance and encouragement every step of the way. So get ready to unleash your creativity, embark on entrepreneurship while capturing beautiful moments with the blessings of strong faith, family, motherhood, and business ownership. So go charge those camera batteries, grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. All right, greetings everyone. Welcome back to Wipe Your Lens. I'm your host, Kim Stewart, and today we're on episode 14 and we're talking about weddings. I used to do a lot of weddings and I really, really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Now, I really don't do that many weddings, but I just did a vow renewal just recently this past weekend. And it was actually a great time. I miss weddings. It's so much fun. And once you do your first one, you want to do another one. And then you want to do more. And if I were just a wedding photographer, I can definitely um, just do that and live off of that. Because weddings, they generate a lot of income. But they are a lot of work. I won't even say but. But they are a lot of work. Of course, I can... Compared to my regular sessions, my regular family photography sessions, weddings are 20 times more expensive, of course, and 20 times more the work because you talk about an eight to 10 hour day and you're on your feet most of the day and it's it's a long day, but it's very, very rewarding. And once you get to do one and multiple weddings, you're going to love them because they're so rewarding because you just know what to do because you've done more than one wedding you know what I mean because most of the time people have only gotten married once so you're almost the expert after you've done three once you're on your third wedding you're almost good so basically shooting a wedding is a significant responsibility because it's capturing this couple's most important day for them and their family it's their most important day of their life really one of the most important days of their life. And here's some key things to know about shooting weddings. Communication with the couple. I'm gonna have another episode where I kind of talk about Iris Works because it's been so helpful to get my wedding workflow, my family photography workflow down to a actual great science where I don't have to worry about anything. Everything that I wanna communicate to my client, I know it's done in this workflow that's gonna do it for me. It's gonna automate, all my interactions that's needed with my couple. So prior to the wedding day, I established clear communication with the couple about their expectations, about what to expect from me, because of course, again, usually couples have never gotten married before, so they're looking for me for guidance. So I'm gonna go with you too, with my shot list and timeline. When I give the couples that, they feel so much better because um, most of the time they have a wedding planner that goes through that with them, but they can use this tool together with their wedding planner to get some, um, I guess, a sense of, okay, we got this type thing for their wedding day. So communicate with the couple. I send out a questionnaire to them and I ask a ton of questions. I want to know, you know, who is your florist? Who is your caterer? Who is your hairdresser? Who's doing your makeup? All these things because I like to give them a shout out. Do I get that information back? Not all the time because I do understand uh, brides are very, very busy. So if they just give me the basic information that I need, like I'll ask, you know, are there any, Do you, I mean, basically are your parents still 
living, not living, how do I word that? Are your parents still together? That's what it is. I'm sorry. Are your parents still together? I don't want any awkward shots when it's time to take immediate family uh, portraits. Are your mom and dad still together? Or is there anything that I need to know? Do, are they, have they remarried? Things like that. Just so that we are all on the same page. I hate to sound, ask a question like that because it sounds like I'm prying into their business. And usually I, I would know. But sometimes, you know, with a dad that I haven't seen or haven't talked to, then... Uh, I, I just don't know what's going on with him and that would be something I need to ask to make sure that they're still together and they haven't remarried or anything like that so part uh, next one I would say scout the venue sometimes you can't scout the venue but if you can scout the venue go a week before a day before whatever you can sometimes you have to go anyway because I'll ask my bride and groom, you know, are you guys going to do a rehearsal? I would love to come to the rehearsal so I know which way you're coming in. And that's when I've done church weddings before. Sometimes at the venue, they don't do a rehearsal. Sometimes they do. And if you if they have one, try to go just to see. You don't have to take pictures, but just to see what the flow is. Anything that you want to see with the decorations. Sometimes they've decorated already or put chairs where they're supposed to be. But sometimes, because I've had weddings that are two hours away and I can't go to the venue so what I'll do is look it up online look it up online look and see how they usually have it set up look and see how they usually have you know the venue um, decorated and things like that and if you can't go to their website to see the venue you can always use Pinterest you can put in Pinterest the name of the venue and there will be photographers that have pinned their images there okay Next, create a schedule. This is what I'm talking about with the timeline. Create a schedule. I'm going to, at the end of this episode, I'm going to talk about my sample timeline. And of course, it's customizable because every bride and groom has special um, needs or special wants that they want to change things up. And it's their day. They can do whatever they want. Remember to capture those candid moments. I, during a wedding, I'm always on my feet. I'm always up. I don't eat. I the last one I did it wasn't a full eight hour time I was there maybe five six hours but I didn't go to the bathroom the whole time and <laughs> I would say so embarrassing but y'all like family y'all are family it was for personal reasons for sure because I knew I would take longer than I would because I'm dressed up and when I get dressed up I have to wear something called Spanx if you're not familiar y'all usually I'm sure you know what Spanx are but I'm not taking all that off and Knowing that I'm going to be at a wedding, I'm going to be up and down on my feet and in all types of um, areas all over the place. I have to wear the Spanx that is like a whole onesie. I need the whole onesie because I can't even test it where if I sit down and my Spanx roll down. I don't know if anybody has ever had that happen, but it is the worst trying to pull that up and you have a dress on. So I knew going in, I better go to the bathroom before I even put this on because it's going to take me a long time to peel out of this, to go to the bathroom, because I don't trust that little crotch opening thing to go to the bathroom. I don't know how people go to the bathroom through that, but I can't and I won't even try. So anyway, the last wedding renewal, that's so embarrassing, but okay. The wedding renewal that I went to was only five or six hours. So I knew, okay, I could put this on and be okay. And I honestly held it the whole time. I didn't even have to go to the bathroom until like the end of the night, but I knew I don't want to miss anything. I am an overshooter and I know that I want to, you know, get this done. I don't want to miss anything. And I knew that it was going to be flowing. I knew it because I just knew it. And 
even the videographer that was there, he's like, did you get to eat? I'm like, no, I didn't eat. I told them to box me up a little bit of food to go and I'll be fine. But I didn't even use the bathroom because of that. So um, going off their timeline, the bride wants to stick to that timeline. I give a sample timeline and they go off of that and create it however they want. So in between your timeline, the must have photos from the shot list that you know you're going to take and that your bride is expecting you to take. I love to capture candid moments in between of the bride and groom, of the guests. Those are some essential shots that you get of the family, things like that. Spontaneous interactions, laughter, tears, whatever it may be. Those genuine moments really make their day when they see it later. All right. Next, prepare with adequate equipment. I bring more. I'm like, when I go on vacation, I overpack. I don't know whoever does that, whoever else does that. But I do that and when I go on something that is as important as this, I should do it every shoot, but I overpack. I bring an extra camera now that I have an extra camera because I've upgraded. So I have an extra camera. I'll bring it definitely extra memory cards, extra batteries for my camera and for my flash, especially doing a wedding. You need those extra charged batteries ready to go. And two is not enough. If you're doing an all day wedding, you need more than than two. I only had to change my battery one time, but I had to change the batteries on my flash twice. So I always have extra equipment. I had an extra flash flashes on the camera, um, off the camera flash. Um, what else did I have? I just had extra everything. Anything that I might need, I made sure that I had it. So prepare with adequate equipment, extra equipment, and extra props if you need it. All right. Work with an assistant if you can. My, I always have my assistant has always been my husband and sometimes my daughter because she's into photography as well. She doesn't do it um, professionally. She has done a few things for people at school and she's actually charged them and things like that. So it's great. So she's a great assistant, but she wasn't available. And my husband was out of town, so he wasn't available. He would have been there. And it's so much easier when you have an assistant. And he when I have him shoot like a wedding because he's not really good with settings and things I have him shoot you won't even believe it in automatic which is ridiculous so I just go to his shots if I need to but I don't give my clients all of his shots but it's good to have somebody to back you up because the next thing be mindful of lighting conditions you are going in and out you're going outside for beautiful shots and you're coming inside for the reception and possibly the ceremony if it wasn't outside. So you have to pay attention to those lighting conditions and make sure that you have your ISO, um, your exposure triangle correct because you can forget because you're in the moment just taking these shots. As soon as you step outside, you start taking shots and everything is overexposed and you do not want that. So you have to be mindful. Look at the... Um, the grid inside of your camera make sure that you are not over exposing or under exposing your images so be mindful of those lighting conditions and next this is so important stay calm and flexible don't complain your bride is going to complain about something more than likely don't complain with them just try to calm them down you are basically there for your couple the whole day anything that you need you could delegate i mean i was asking my bride like hey what is it that you need do you need some water do you need a glass of wine it doesn't mean you have to go get it 
I delegated, told, hey, um, the bride would like a glass of wine, Moscato, please. You know what I mean? And the lady that runs the venue, she went and got it. That's what she's there for. So you just have to remember, everybody's going to be asking the bride for something that day. You can try to intercept those things and ask. First thing I ask, have you eaten? Do you need something to drink? Are you nice and calm? What do you need? Do you need anything? I keep asking that. And she was so thankful. She saw that too, because she she is actually a um, caterer that just got wet, that just got married well her renewal so she understands like okay the professionalism that comes behind it and she even said taking control sometimes because sometimes it's like okay all right what's next what am I supposed to be doing you tell me what I'm supposed to do because you know her and her husband they got married 25 years ago in his mother's backyard so this is their big wedding that they were supposed to do later but of course kids came into the picture and they never got a chance to do the big wedding so she even asked because she was like okay let's they cut the cake and then she wanted to do the what else did she want to do she wanted to do something else and I was like oh what about the uh the bouquet toss and she's like oh, okay let's and somebody else said do the garter toss first here's the chair and I'm like no 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 the bouquet toss usually goes first but it's up to you it's your day whatever you want to do she's like no 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 tell me what goes first and then we did it you know the way that it's normally done usually it's the bouquet first and then it's the garter toss but no big deal it's her day she could do it however she wants there's no right or wrong ways because it's what she wants it's her day and it's the couple's day so it's whatever they want so capture all details and emotion pay attention to all the small details especially the wedding rings and what's on the bouquet a lot of times lately I've been seeing on the bouquet they have like if a parent or a grandparent has passed away they'll have a little pendant on the bouquet where it has somebody special on it I've also seen where in a chair in the front of the ceremony there's a chair that's reserved for a grandparent and on that chair is a picture of that person so sometimes they the bride may forget to tell you hey make sure you see this chair because I've had somebody say my photographer it wasn't me my photographer forgot to get a picture of my loved one's picture that was on the chair you know what I mean and I'm like oh man I would hate that so uh, this couple had a table set up and it was the picture of the two dads that had, pa re had passed away so I made sure I got a photo of that you just got to look around and make sure there's any details that you think are important all details on the wedding are important important so just make sure you get all of that all right um, next make sure you communicate to your bride and groom the post processing process and delivery of their images I always every photo session especially weddings give sneak peeks within 48 hours so of course for this wedding within less than 24 hours I had sneak peeks for them and it's gonna be more than one sometimes I mean if you could only do one that's fine they'll be happy but I gave several so that I can make some reels so that I can post you know and that they can have things to post and things like that I love doing that and it's so hard because you come home and you download all these images and it's over a thousand plus images 1500 images for this one you don't give them all 1500 images but I have to still call through each one find the best ones but I do give them a lot they don't it's not where well some people so it depends on how you want to set it up do they get only 50 images for that day I doubt it I give all the good images they get because they can make a book they can look at them forever I want them to have all the images and as much as you pay for a wedding yeah you better get images and an album my full size wedding you get an album as well that comes with your your price so remember just shooting a wedding a wedding involves capturing all these cherished moments that you know you just create a visual legacy for them so that's why I give all my my images because they could go back to that anytime and just look through them whether they print them all put them in an album whatever it is it gives them something that will last forever I still look at my mom and dad's wedding album 
and it's amazing. My kids look at it and they weren't there. They didn't, you know, <laughs> they weren't theirs, but they love to look at it. So that's a great thing for them to have. All right, so my shot list, my wedding shot list. I'm gonna go through it kind of fast. If you want um, this list, you could DM me or inst on Instagram or on Facebook and I'll give you this shot list. Okay, so my shot list includes pre-ceremony shots, which are the bride and groom getting ready, details of the wedding attire, which is the dress, shoes, all accessories, something old, something new, something blue, all that good stuff. Candid moments with the wedding party. Sometimes they'll have on their robes that are matching and they're all cute with their shoes on or whatever it is. The bride sometimes has on a nice little robe and it looks really cute. So make sure you get that. Candid moments, they could be doing a toast or whatever, especially the guys when they're getting ready. Oh goodness, they have their drinks going on and they're having a good old time. And then of course, individual portraits of the bride and groom just getting ready, getting their makeup or the bride getting their makeup done and things like that. So moving on to the ceremony, before we get to the ceremony, I would go ahead and get the venue if it's connected to, well, I guess the ceremony will be. Usually it's connected to where they're getting ready at. Sometimes it's not. I've had brides get ready at a different location then drive over to the ceremony spot. That's where it's very helpful if you have an assistant. So getting the venue set up and the decorations is nice before anybody gets there. While the guests are arriving, that's great to get those shots. At this wedding renewal, they had a backdrop that said, welcome to our celebration. And it was nice to get the guests as they're coming to get those shots right there as they arrive. And of course the ceremony shots, the processional, the entrance of the wedding party of the, I guess the first, first the parents come down, them getting seated, and then next is the wedding party coming down, of course the bridal interest, entrance, the exchange of vows and rings, any special unity ceremonies that they have like the sand or the candle lighting, and of course the first kiss. Now, I've had questions before, like, okay, where do you stand when I get all up and personal? I stand right in front of the bride and groom, like walk down the aisle, get down the aisle and stand right in front of them to get that first kiss because I want it up close and personal. I want to be right there and I get that first kiss. Trust me, I get behind the pastor. If I'm in a church, I will ask the pastor, is it okay if I take pictures behind you? Some I've always had them say yes, but one person, one pastor said no, he doesn't like anybody behind you. And now after, you know, things have happened in the church, pastors don't like that. And, you know, it's all types of security reasons. You don't want nobody to come tackle you or nothing like that. But um, I would ask when you're in the church, is it okay if I get behind you? But if you're in a venue or, you know, outside, I don't think they'll be upset about that. But I will be like right by the pastor, right behind the pastor, um, getting the rings right next to the pastor. People honestly they don't even realize that you're there they really when they see that camera in your hand you're almost invisible because some people are like i didn't even see you get all these shots i've had brides say it all the time how did you get that shot i didn't even see you right there or i didn't even they're doing their thing they're not even thinking about you so you go all around that church or all around that venue whatever shots you need to get and get in there people don't even really let me see it's not that they don't see you it's that they accept that you're able to do that at first i was like i don't know if that's polite or if i should get all up in there but you're the photographer so you're not getting in anybody's picture but the guests and that's okay but your professional shots you're getting all up in there you're getting all the details and that is okay that is okay because even the videographer said you know i'm not sure where i should stand it was his first time doing it and i love teaching y'all know i love teaching stuff so i love teaching him okay yeah do this do that do that and most of the time <laughs> videographers and photographers don't get along 
on wedding days because to me photographers are more important than the videographer to me they probably think differently but usually photographers are like look videographer stay out of my way that's all I got to say stay out of my way I would never be like that I'm like hey let's work together we're working together I could teach you whatever especially if somebody's new and they're asking for help and asking for guidance and suggestions of course I would definitely give you whatever you need because we're here to serve not each other the bride and groom we're there for them we want them to have the best shots the best experience with us so I'm not going to do anything to sabotage him and he won't do anything to sabotage me so all right that was a lot all right so after the ceremony, you get them coming down. You know, first those unity things like the sand or the um, unity candle that they may do. So you do that. And then, of course, again, the first kiss as a married couple. And then the recessional, them exiting or coming down with the whole wedding party. They're all alive and excited and dancing and coming down. And then after that, a picture with the pastor. Don't forget that. Get a picture with the pastor and them signing the marriage certificate. So after that, that's time for formal portraits. The bride and groom together. And make sure that you get close-ups of the wedding rings. I've heard people say before, they didn't even get a picture of our ring at all. No, no, no. Should have gotten that before when they're getting ready. Pictures of the rings by themselves with the shoes or something like that. And their um, wedding rings on their fingers together after being pronounced man and wife. So immediate family portraits with the bride and groom. The wedding party group shots that's always fun because you could get it them all together women on one side men on the other side them, them all together again the men and women whoever you walk down the side with coupled up on each side both sides and on each side and um wedding party with or the bridal party with the groom the and of course one with the bride and then the vice versa on the other side extended family and friend group shots if the bride and groom requested that i usually don't do that if you're extended family you could get a photo with them later but um if they request that and that's a must-have that they want after the immediate family portraits that's when i'll do that so next reception shots get the reception hopefully it's all in one spot you don't have to go drive into another spot it's all in one spot and sometimes it's not but lately it has been like that and which is nice because you can get the whole venue of the reception usually it's from outside to going inside you get all that before the guests arrive and all the details like the decorations and the centerpieces you've already gotten candid shots of the guests mingling and coming in and then the big thing is the introduction of the wedding party the Everybody gets introduced again. They come in. Everybody's excited, screaming. Bride and groom comes in, and usually they do their first dance. Make sure you get that. Then they go right into the parent dances, dances, and then they go ahead and eat. Now, I like to take pictures of the food so they can remember what they had, all the place place settings to say what the food is, and I don't take pictures of people eating. That you should not because that's the worst. If you ever had a picture of you while you're eating, you have your mouth open, you're, you know what I mean? It's just not, not very nice, so... That's a time where you could take a break, change your lenses, go to the bathroom if you need to. Because right after that, because the bride and groom has are the first ones to eat, they're done and they're ready to go ahead and cut the cake. So, or usually before cutting the cake is a toast. While they're eating, someone will come up and do a toast. You do the toast, get a picture of the person giving a toast and a picture with them with the person giving the toast. And that's great. And then they want to cut the cake. So go ahead and get a picture of them cutting cake, even if they're going to fake it a little bit, but get a good picture before they cut the cake at them holding the knife looking at you looking at the knife then go ahead and cut and then feeding each other the cake that's always fun how they do that and then they can go right into 
the bouquet toss and the garter toss. That's always fun. And always get a picture of the person that actually caught the bouquet with the bride and the person who caught the garter with the groom and then a picture of them all together. It's kind of cute and it helps them remember who caught it and things like that. And it's always fun to laugh about that later. And miscellaneous shots throughout the day. Go ahead and get them. Hold on. Oh, so after that, it's of course the party starts. After that uh, bouquet toss, it's usually the party starts. Actually, at this wedding, it was a special tribute to the groom before the dancing started. The bride went ahead and did a cute little rendition of a song for him, and it was really, really cute. But then after that, it's dancing. So usually, I don't stay until the very end of the night, but sometimes I do, and they, if they have or if they want me to stay for their grand exit or sparkling send-off, sparkler send-off, they use sparklers and the bride and groom leave, but usually if it's a long time where they're dancing and stuff usually I'll do the dancing for good 30 minutes to an hour but if you have two hours worth of dancing people are sweaty you know makeup has melted off their faces and they really don't want any more pictures of them like that so I try to cut it off at some point if it's just a short time where they're dancing and having the nice party and stuff going on then I'll stay for the exit if they're going to do an exit a grand exit but if not they don't want to pay me to have that time to be getting pictures of them dancing and sweaty so that is a sample of my shot list and my sample wedding timeline I guess I could just go I'll briefly go through it just you know depending on what time they get started it's usually like at noon the bride's getting ready by one the groom's getting ready by two bride and groom portraits and this is another thing I forgot to say I have asked my clients lately if they want a first look it's not very common and instead of a first look like sometimes they can have a first look where the groom actually gets to see the bride before the ceremony but I know a lot of us superstitious people they don't like doing that because they say it's you know not bad luck for the marriage or something like that but it helps you get a lot of photos done that if you're if you start it late you can't really get those formal pictures in between the ceremony and reception and I've had that happen before so if you decide to do a first look it will take a lot of pressure off of trying to get those images in after the ceremony but what my a lot of my bride and grooms have been wanting wanting to do instead of a first look is they want to go ahead and hold hands with their soon-to-be spouse like behind a door on the, uh, both sides of a door or you could do a corner of outside or a wall or something like that you could do a corner where they don't actually see each other but those make for some beautiful photos you take a picture of them saying a special something holding hands you know they're looking at me at the camera but they can't see each other because there's a door in between them or a wall in between them or a corner in between them and those pictures are just so cute but most of them do not want the first look so my renewal they wanted the first look because they're already married so it's not going to be bad luck for their marriage but he hasn't seen her in a wedding gown nor has he seen her all dressed up so it was really really cute to have, see them do their first look and it was great because we got to take those pictures before the ceremony so what else where did I leave off okay bride and groom getting ready bride and groom portraits if they decide to do the first look and then you can also do the wedding party portraits if they're all there and ready um, family portraits if they're all there and ready then the ceremony set up you could take pictures of that by 5 by 5 30 guests are arriving by 6 o'clock the ceremony by 6 30 is cocktail hour when you know that you can't do the pictures until after the ceremony i asked my um bride and groom if they 
will want to have a cocktail hour where the guests can go ahead and have some hors d'oeuvres and get some drinks while we go and take pictures because that's going to take at least 30 minutes so if you're in the same venue then it you know that you have your guests waiting for the reception but giving them a cocktail hour gives them time to unwind mingle and whatever and it gives us time to take pictures and the shortest time is 30 minutes and if you have to go somewhere else to a different location from a church to a reception, then it takes even longer for us to get there. Um, where did I leave off? So basically the weddings, the sample wedding timeline is just a timeline of everything that I just talked about for the must have shots. I just went, did that in the timeline that we do that. So it kind of goes hand in hand. It pretty much goes hand in hand and it can be adjusted and customized whichever way the bride and groom wants because it's their day and they can do whatever they want. So, all right, I hope that helps. I feel like I was just all over the place because there's so much to share with weddings. And once you start doing them, you get addicted and you almost become a pro, honestly, by the third wedding, because most of the time, the sometimes you'll have bridesmaids that have been in weddings before, but the bride and groom have never gotten married before. So you can see the perspective, especially if you've been married before, you know what you didn't like about your wedding um, that you wanted to change up or make better and I wish my husband and I had more pictures of our wedding we got married over 20 years ago so we were still in film cameras back then and we definitely don't have all the images that I give to my clients now and I wish that we did have them it would have been so nice so you know maybe we should do a renewal I know he won't have it but that is it for this episode I hope you enjoyed I hope it helped please let me know dm me on Facebook or Instagram and have a wonderful blessed day all right that's a wrap for this episode of Wipe Your Lens. I hope you found it insightful and inspiring. Remember, as a working mom with a passion for photography, you have the power to capture incredible moments and build a purposeful business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay tuned on future episodes filled with even more valuable content. If you enjoyed this episode, I truly appreciate it if you could leave a review and share the podcast with other moms who aspire to turn their love for photography into a rewarding career. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams, wiping your lens and capturing the world through your unique perspective. You got this sis.